Back to Basics 2.0 Planning and Designing Perioperative Areas by Julie Kahn Planning and Designing Perioperative Areas, Preventing Environmental Contamination During Construction, and Maintaining Airflow to Prevent Airborne Contamination are complex topics. The first phase of planning and designing perioperative spaces begins with forming an interdisciplinary team that represents key stakeholders, including nurses, surgeons, anesthesia professionals, infection preventionists, personnel from affected disciplines, for example, surgical technology, sterile processing, environmental services, radiology, and administrative personnel. The team also should include personnel from outside the organization, such as engineers, architects, and representatives from equipment manufacturers whose devices require structural or utility infrastructure. The team should review design specifications from regulatory agencies and professional organizations. During the construction phase, the interdisciplinary team should collaborate with construction team members to ensure environmental contaminants do not enter patient areas. When an OR is in use, perioperative personnel should implement best practice recommendations to maintain the airflow that the space was designed to provide. This article discusses general recommendations for planning and designing new construction or renovation projects, preventing environmental contamination during construction, and maintaining proper airflow during clinical practice. A discussion of design criteria specific to preoperative, intraoperative, postoperative, support, sterile processing, and procedural areas, alternate processes used during utility failures, and maintenance of heating, ventilation, and air conditioning, HVAC, or structural components, for example, walls, floors, cabinets, is outside the scope of this article but is discussed in detail in AORN's Guideline for Design and Maintenance of the Surgical Suite. Practice Point Planning and Designing Perioperative Construction Projects Interdisciplinary teamwork is foundational to all phases of construction or renovation projects in perioperative departments. Planning for a perioperative construction or renovation project should be comprehensive and occur before the design phase. Planning should include clarification of the following. 1. Scope of the project. 2. Type and number of surgical service specialties, procedures, and anesthesia services that will be provided both during and after the project. 3. Patient populations that will be served. 4. Necessary patient care areas. For example, separate or combined preoperative and post-anesthesia. 5. Locations of support areas. For example, sterile processing, medication storage, specimen supplies and storage, dirty utility rooms. 6. Environmental, utility, and security requirements. 7. Communication and technology requirements. And 8. Traffic patterns, storage areas, and movement of sterile processing personnel and supplies. When designing the construction or renovation project, 
the interdisciplinary team should review and include the current applicable requirements from federal, state, and local agencies. The team also should review the most current published standards and guidelines from professional organizations. The requirements for adopting these elements vary across regulatory agencies. However, some agencies, for example, the Centers for Medicare and Medicaid Services, require compliance with specific professional organization standards. For example, National Fire Protection Association's Life Safety Code and elements of the Healthcare Facilities Code. The interdisciplinary team should use an evidence-based design concept when planning construction and renovation projects in the surgical suite. Examples include self-sufficiency design, human-centered design thinking, and integrated facility design. Use of these concepts in the design of the surgical suite may improve throughput for patients, their family members, and healthcare personnel, increase patient healing, and reduce patient infections and personnel stress. The facility interdisciplinary team should review and make decisions on other design elements based on the planned use of the space. These elements include the 1. Zoned areas of the department, that is, restricted, semi-restricted, and unrestricted zones. 2. Security and access for personnel, patients, families, and visitors. 3. HVAC requirements. 4. Type and placement of impact-resistant materials used in the walls. 5. Identification of floor areas that often are wet and necessitate specific electrical safeguards. 6. Non-absorbent, seamless material used in tabletops and cabinets. 7. Lighting requirements. 8. Number and placement of gas ports including instrument air, electrical outlets, waste anesthesia lines, and call systems. And 9. Necessary ergonomic features to meet the requirements in the AORN Guideline for Safe Patient Handling and Movement. Practice Point Preventing Environmental Contamination During Construction Perioperative construction projects can involve creating a new structure or remodeling an existing space. Perioperative leaders and personnel should collaborate with construction workers to prevent environmental contamination when construction occurs near or in the facility in which personnel are providing patient care. Control of environmental contamination from construction projects includes establishing an infection control plan, maintaining internal air quality, and monitoring the results. The plan should specify who is responsible for monitoring the construction site and infection control barrier and how often. The infection control plan should include interventions to mitigate or control 1. Dust generation 2. Movement of dust into occupied spaces or the HVAC system 3. Accumulation of debris 4. Growth of bacteria or mold 5. Creation of aerosols from contaminated water sources and 6. Changes in the interior ambient temperature or humidity in the space. The associated interventions should include 1. 
using a dust collection system. 2. Creating barriers based on the type of construction in progress. 3. Verifying barrier integrity. 4. Designing and using constructed pathways, entrances, and exits through the barriers. And 5. Using negative pressure airflow and high-efficiency particulate air filters inside the barrier. Practice Point Perioperative Airflow The air in perioperative areas can contain particulates and bacteria, that is, colony-forming units because environmental, personnel, and procedural factors can affect the quality and flow of air in these spaces. See sidebar 1. Carefully planning, designing, and managing perioperative airflow is important to reduce the potential for contamination of the sterile field. AORN provides several recommendations related to airflow that are intended to reduce the risk of airborne contamination. When selecting surgical lights, the interdisciplinary team should assess the effect of the lights on the HVAC system and airflow. Personnel should refrain from blocking return air ducts near the floor with equipment or supplies, because this may affect the positive pressure in the OR. Portable or freestanding fans, air conditioners, humidifiers, and dehumidifiers can disrupt air patterns and create turbulent airflow. Therefore, Personnel should avoid using such devices in ORs. The AORN, Guideline for Sterile Technique, provides additional recommendations for preventing airborne contamination during operative and other invasive procedures. To maintain effective airflow, perioperative teams should limit the number of personnel and minimize their movement in the OR. In addition, personnel should keep the OR doors closed and direct the exhaust from the heater-cooler devices away from the sterile field. When a vertical or horizontal unidirectional ultra-clean air delivery system, UUADS, is available, personnel should position the OR bed and instrument tables within the air curtain. Facility personnel may decide to delineate the vertical UUADS air curtain impact area on the floor. Personnel should not walk between the airflow curtain and the sterile field when a horizontal UUADS is in use. Lastly, a portable UUADS may be used when a fixed UUADS is unavailable or will not cover the area of the sterile field. Conclusion Perioperative construction projects can increase the risk of airborne contamination. Infection prevention begins during the planning and design phases of construction and renovation projects. It is critical for perioperative and construction personnel to apply interventions to help prevent and control the debris, dust, bacteria, and aerosols released into the environment and monitor any changes in temperature, humidity, and pressure throughout the project. A successful infection control plan should outline the interventions that will be used and the monitoring that will take place, including the frequency of monitoring and the individual responsible. When construction is complete, it is important to implement evidence-based recommendations to maintain the HVAC system with effective airflow and limit airborne contaminants. 
This Back to Basics 2.0 article contains three knowledge checks. I will now read the first knowledge check for the practice point, planning and designing perioperative construction projects. Kanani, the chief nursing officer at a level two trauma facility, asks Maya, the perioperative nurse manager, to participate on an interdisciplinary team for an OR expansion project. Kanani tells Maya, that the team already includes many internal and external stakeholders. Kanani emails the list of interdisciplinary stakeholders to Maya. After reviewing, she suggests that Kanani also include the facility infection preventionist and the lead surgical technologist on the team. Dr. H., a surgeon at the facility, is the administrative leader for the project. Before the first meeting, he creates and distributes the agenda with two items for discussion. One, verifying that the necessary individuals are on the team, and two, discussing the scope of the project. During the initial meeting, Maya suggests that the group contact the hospital medical librarian and ask for a literature search on evidence-based design concepts and published evidence on OR construction projects for the team to review. Dr. H. agrees but also suggests that the librarian search for professional organization standards. Kanani volunteers to provide information on patient population needs for the planned expansion. Bao, the project engineer, states that he has almost completed a structural design plan that addresses electrical needs, HVAC requirements, and planned lighting and will bring it to the next meeting. In this scenario, who did not follow the practice point? A. Maya B. Kanani C. Dr. H. Or D. Bao I will now provide the answer. In this scenario, Bao did not follow the recommended practice point. I will now read the second knowledge check for the practice point, Preventing Environmental Contamination During Construction. Leaders at a community hospital plan to renovate the perioperative space that was originally built in the 1980s. Adriel, the construction foreperson for the project, develops an infection control plan that consists of the types of barriers that will be erected in the department and when the dust collection system will be used. Sophia, the assistant foreperson, shares the plan with Annika, a facility infection preventionist, and Tristan, the perioperative nurse manager. When reviewing the plan, Annika's main concern is the potential for environmental contamination of the ORs adjacent to the construction area or connected through the HVAC system. Annika notes that the plan includes barriers with interior pathways for construction personnel, transporting supplies, with doorways that exit near the OR control desk near the locker room entrance. Annika and Tristan agree that the plan appears to include interventions that will mitigate or control accumulation of debris and dust. Sophia mentions that she will monitor the integrity of the barrier during the project. Annika, Tristan, and Sophia agree to discuss the plan at the next interdisciplinary team meeting. In this scenario, who did not follow the practice point? A. Annika B. Tristan C. Adriel, or D. Sophia.
I will now provide the answer. In this scenario, Adriel did not follow the recommended practice point. I will now read the third and final knowledge check for the practice point, perioperative airflow. Jose, a facilities maintenance technician, and Brenda, the perioperative nurse educator, are presenting an in-service session for perioperative personnel on safety issues and best practices for working in a recently renovated OR. At the beginning of the session, Brenda explains that particulates and bacteria may be present in the air during patient care as a result of procedural, personnel, and environmental factors. She mentions that particulates and bacteria can increase airborne contamination and could increase the risk for development of a surgical side infection. Jose then adds that the HVAC system is designed to keep particulate levels to a minimum. He reviews the impact area, that is, within the air curtain, of the vertical UUADS. He explains that the ultra-clean air flows vertically at a steady velocity from the diffuser array above the OR bed toward the floor. Brenda says that personnel should position the patient and sterile field within the air curtain to limit contamination. Gabrielle, a surgical technologist attending the session, points out that it may be difficult to identify where to place the back table and suggests marking the impact area on the floor. Brenda and Jose agree that this is a good idea and plan to discuss the suggestion with the nurse manager before Jose addresses it. Brenda and Jose also discuss the importance of limiting the number of personnel and amount of movement in the OR, as well as keeping the OR doors closed. Brenda specifies that during cardiac procedures, heat or cooler devices should have the exhaust directed away from the sterile field to reduce potentially contaminated air currents from interrupting the airflow in the UUADS. Muhammad, an RN circulator and member of the orthopedic team, excitedly mentions the complete use of all wall space in the renovated ORs will provide convenient storage of specialty equipment. In this scenario, who did not follow the practice point? A. Jose B. Brenda C. Gabrielle or D. Muhammad I will now provide the answer. In this scenario, Muhammad did not follow the recommended practice point.